0: Hey everyone, before we get into Thrones of Game, I just wanted to tell you about our fiction podcast series, Pulp Fury Radio. Each episode is a brand new story, ranging from schlock horror to fantasy and murder mystery. If you're looking for a new podcast in the new year, we highly recommend you check out Pulp Fury Radio. And that's about enough shameless self promotions, so let's go to Thrones of Game! there you fire kissers, welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we dare to watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before then friend, well, let me explain. My name is BT Calloway, I've already seen the entire series, and joining me as always is Elliot J. O'Neill, man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing there, buddy?
1: I've been missing those fire kisses.
0: Ah, please don't put that in my head. We just watched season three, episode five, entitled Kissed by Fire, or Kissed by Fire, I didn't actually write it down.
1: Uh, Sid. Kissed
0: Kissed it did. kiss did it did it. Kissed it by fire uh Elliot Danieliel what just happened
1: uh it was all like and then Mwah.
0: yeah kissing some fires um this is the one where nothing hugely important happens it's not a bad episode it's just a lot of pieces moving um geez mm. what's the biggest part of this one um captain one eye and the fire guys it starts off there and we're doing a bit of a trial by combat with the hound and uh captain with is where we learn that captain one eye just keeps coming back
1: yeah Ah, and the follow-up scene later. Could you bring a person back to life who's got his head chopped off? Oh, it doesn't work that way. Can't, we're only just getting familiar with the concept of resurrection. Like, no, cut, the, cut the girl a little slack.
0: Yeah, no, I do like when Arya says that, he goes, oh, I don't think it works. I was like, wouldn't you know? Yeah. Like, you're the guy who's bringing the dude back to life constantly. Wouldn't you be like, <laughs> ah, Soz, it's been a bit long, and his head's probably a bit gone by now. Hmm, hmm. Too bad. Bye.
1: Nah, won't work for Jamie. Won't work for heads chopped off. Just don't be a dick about it, lord, drunken lord of light dude.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm um, just trying to think, what is a significant moment from this episode that people were like, oh yeah, I remember that one. Um, uh, you, you see Jamie's butt? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Tywin put the whole marriage thing in motion
0: yeah uh, this had a very similar scene to like last episode where it was just talking about the politics of marriage but I thought this one worked a little bit better you will just cut ahead cause you know Renegade Podcast we do what we want Yeah, um, Tywin just sitting there and seesaw Lannister with this big dumb smirk on her face and Tyrion walks in he's like ah I've saved us a bunch of money and they're like that's oh, not important right now and mm it's uh, the seesaw's all just like <laughs> oh my god wait till he tells you i oh uh, just wanted to be there when it happened you know
1: <laughs> it's the part of the episode that i thought was probably like the most well acted but also the silliest in terms of like yeah the i don't know passions passionsy home and away aspect oh, yeah. of... it was
0: very kind of soap opery. yeah but, um that's it yeah it was well done well shot uh i do like this is kind of showing uh, Tywin Lannister's stranglehold over his own family, and how yeah. he's all, especially when Seesaw's um, all like, "No, you can't marry me off again. I can't do this anymore." And he's like, "You'll do what you're said, because you're my children, my stupid children."
1: And he puts on his angry dad voice. It's mm-hmm. like, and they're like, "I don't want to marry him." And they get all pouty at the end, and it's and so like, silly, but it works.
0: Like, Cersei Lannister, <laughs> yeah. you will do whatever. Yeah, always with a middle name. Um, yeah, that was, it was a good scene. Um, wasn't my favorite, but Segway, what was your MVP for this episode?
1: I don't know. Like, it wasn't as, like, boring as the last one, but it certainly had some drag out mm. moments. Like, um, and just to sort of flip it to least valuable player. Yeah. yeah, go. Jamie's story, like, was, like, intense and stuff. Yeah. But his delivery was fucking so boring. And I know he's, like, meant to be beaten up and broken shell of a man at this point. Mm-hmm. But it was just, like, five, eight minutes of this, and it was so yeah. draggy. I,
0: I mean, I like that bit, but I do get this is kind of the collision where where the character is at versus what they're talking about doesn't gel because he's meant to be tired. He passes out at the end of the scene. He's just lost a lot of blood, in a lot of pain, still getting over the loss of his hand, broken and beaten. But it just that means his delivery doesn't make sense for him to be particularly impassioned or you know yeah. uh, animated at all. So he's just telling this story, and it's just you know shot reverse shot of him and Briarth uh in the bath. I did write down Brianna of Bath. Yep. Yep. Um yeah, and it's it's a good scene but I agree it is a little bit flat especially for how long the the speech is. Yeah. Which is a shame cuz uh, Jamie Lannister doesn't get to do too much heavy lifting in terms of like long blocks of dialogue. It's usually just very clever little quips and reactions and things like that.
1: Yeah, that's it. And like I think he was like actually doing a good job. I think it's just uh, the writing and the decision to, like, it really needed some fat trimmed. Yeah. Um. And also, like, it doesn't look like uh, uh, Tilda Swanson was even, like, near a bath like because your hair around steam doesn't <laughs> keep that hold wizard did it like even if you don't dunk your head underwater and you're just around it your hair sort of naturally falls It. she was still had like that little quiff like gelled but in and she it was bad. clearly
0: visibly in a bath
1: <laughs> yeah so maybe i
0: don't know maybe it wasn't as steamy as it looked i have to assume but i don't
1: know uh, i don't it just it looked so fake like, like there was a
0: lot of hairspray involved is what yeah. saying. yeah fair fair um I was a little more interested in the fact that Jamie never got cleaner. Like, I appreciate yeah. he wasn't scrubbing, but there's a difference between the kind of mark you put on yourself when it's a makeups department and just... Dirt would naturally just wash off from him being in there. It should would have been nice to see that like slowly scrub a little.
1: Yeah, it may have even made the scene more interesting than just watching him wade in water while going yeah, dude, uh, 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 uh. like, uh. and because he's holding his you know chopped off hand with the bandage up, yeah. it kind of looked like a dude who had a sock puppet as well. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to well, what do you think about that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, it would have been funny if you'd be like, "Can I get a plastic bag to put on this thing?" Mm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. It's um, it's it's uh, it's. See, they I didn't did have, wanna... they
1: didn't have uh, disposable plastics back no, then. He's no. like has to bring in a chamber pot or something. Just a leather
0: pouch or something. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Bring me a modesty pouch. Um, yeah, that was close to my MVP because I do like that. This is him basically explaining the story of how he got the Kingslayer name, but the kind of perspective no one else has ever found out about, which is you know mm. the the mad previous uh... government. Targaryen uh, king, who is basically mad for wildfire, which is napalm and does lay down a little foundation of, uh, he put hidden caches of wildfire all throughout the city in the SEPT OF Baelor! <laughs> and also other places, you know. But mm. again, it, it doesn't yell it like I just did. It, it literally just mentions it, and that comes up later when it explodes. Ah, there we go. Mm.
1: But yeah, a little... Uh... Few of the many uh, allusions to being kissed by fire in this one.
0: Yes, I mean that was a little bit of nudity where we see some Jamie butt and some <laughs> Brian of tough butt. Um, I do like again we have some anger nudity here yeah. where he insults uh, you know the fact that she's not doing a great job defending him. She kind of just stands up like. But previously was all shy and oh, don't get into my bath. Oh, this is weird. Uh, but when you know her honor's on trial, she stands up to him quite literally. Yeah. Even though she's nude, um, that's a good bit. I like it, and it's like that she doesn't have that moment of oh, I forgot. It's just no, she's standing angry now, and it's yeah. very defined. It's a very good moment.
1: No, absolutely, and yeah, seeing him, you know, before go, oh, don't worry, I'm not interested, and then seeing like like I'm intimidated, mm-hmm. and I think I'll be interested in about five yeah, seconds. Yeah, exactly. Time. He was like
0: didn't think i was interested <laughs> but i'm pretty sure i just felt it move
1: so uh well played glad they chopped off my hand
0: We <laughs> <laughs> got the other one uh move to uh, the other bit of nudity sagway, twice uh which was uh john bum bon- and uh i who i might be pronouncing wrong i've been saying ingrid it might be egrid oh yeah but uh you know pew 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 egrid Egg, um, <laughs> yeah. Who have the little love scene in this kind of night again? A little kind of warm bath, ice cave thing. Yeah, looked very pleasant. Um, I do actually quite like this bit because I like how blunt she is. It's a, like, is exactly the way a wildling would go into a whole seduction moment. Yeah, uh, and also just because up until that point you've always seen her in these very heavy cloaks, and when she disrobes, she looks very like skinny and vulnerable, and it's a good moment. Like,
1: yeah, it's one of these things where. Like, because uh, a lot of women, you know, doing action movies now, and you know, they're not the men of the '80s, the yeah, Arnold and yeah. Sylvester Stallone. That, you know, they're quite slender, and sometimes you wonder, can you really like yeah. take a punch that well, or can you really? Like... Yeah, you don't
0: have a lot of body mass. I and don't know if you're trained, you can be better at it, but still,
1: no. And I mean, I mean, probably, like, mm-hmm. probably you could. Um, but yeah, her. It's not. She didn't have any fat on her body nor muscle, like, I, I I don't, actually, I probably shouldn't, like, because this might be getting into body-shaming territory, but it was just, it was weird when she pulled off her robe, and it's just, you could see the skin moving over the bone. Like, I, I'm, I was just worried about that girl. I, yeah, well, I mean, that's she, what ne- she needs to eat more wild boar, well, <laughs> or whatever to, a wild to, thing's to eat.
0: To dissuade your fears of body-shaming, let's take this as the work as presented, so let's assume that that was an intentional effect of, like, makeup or whatever else. Um, I, I thought that was a good moment because, again, this is a tired, desperate person who's a part of, like, a village of people who are tired and desperate at all times. Yeah. And so they're not going to be, like, jacked up underneath their clothes. They're going to be skinny and exhausted.
1: Yeah, I And I
0: kind of, you know, because she's always been this hard-ass the whole time, I really like that moment of just looking small and vulnerable, but not portraying vulnerability in the sense of oh don't look at me mm. still very you know sexually aggressive but physically just being a moment of oh wow you are so much smaller than i thought you were yeah and i do like that and uh yeah then we get the bit where john bomb shavy goes down on her and he gets kissed by Firecrotch. <laughs>
1: nice uh-huh. i
0: thought this was going to happen when you announced the title of the episode last time like oh i hope it's that one so i get to make that bit
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh oh uh, um yeah, way to just undercut all your, like, oh, this is really great. She's very vulnerable. And there's an artistic scene and haha, you can ginger have, pubes. <laughs>
0: you can have art and ginger pubes at the same time. <laughs>
1: but no, I agree. I really liked this scene and especially him going, you know, uh, oh, I've never done anything before. I just saw it and I want to kiss it. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a good moment. And, like, really? This is John's first time?
0: Yeah, because he was, you know, a, a lord of winter, well, raised sort of semi-lord of Winterfell who didn't go to any brothels or anything like that and then right. w- off to the Night's Watch where he took his vows and uh, I do like later when they are lying post-afterglow and he's like you were my first ah. so, and she's like well first there was I've this one everywhere dude, man. <laughs> there was man, one dude with ginger man, hair man. like me and then there was a fan whoa let me tell you, that dude was into some stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he couldn't talk uh, in uh, common tongue, but fuck, he had a giant, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to
0: <laughs> I know What I was going to say was cock.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that? It's this. It's cock talk. Zip. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. So I do I do like the whole back and forth. And I also do like the uh, reoccurring meme of, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, He's like, why are you still dressed? You know, I think that, oh, my.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, even though this section of the show uh, seems to be there uh romantic relief, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this particular scene was done well, even though, yeah, for the majority of Aloy and Bumshovy stuff I've been rolling my eyes. I thought this yeah. one was effective.
0: Yeah, I mean in the reverse watch I do enjoy the balance of egrid they do a little bit more because she starts off by like playfully stealing his sword and running into this cave. <laughs> but at the same time you feel like she could still break his nose if she wanted to. Yeah. Definitely. I like that balance of the kind of playful relationship they have that's also very kind of hostile and driven by uh this mission to try and colossal Across the wall. It's like, I don't know, finding finding uh, bits of happiness in wartime, I guess. It's, it's a nice balance. I think it's done well.
1: Yeah. Uh, you are reminding me, though, there are like a few sections of adults behaving like children in this episode. Like I mentioned before, the poutiness of Tyrion and Cersei's. No, no, what a marriage, but dad yeah. said we have to. And in this one, no, give it back. back. Oh my gosh. Don't I... take these my swords. There's
0: no one around here for me to tell on you. Oh. <laughs> it's a big sword. I need it back. Yeah. Um, also, it has the valuable lesson here that no one in love lives in this in this show. Mm. Like I was trying to think at the end, is there anyone who's like married for love who doesn't die horribly? Not, nope. huh? Yep. What kind of message is that, Ger Martin? <laughs> anyway, well, that was uh, what was my other MVP. I was talking about Jamie and Pyromancers. Um, I do kind of like some of the stuff with Arya in this and the uh, Brotherhood without Banners. Uh, kind of split into three, so there's a bit where the Hound is fighting Captain One-Eye, uh, and she's like really encouraging him to kill the Hound, because yeah. he's on her list at this point. And even oh, when yeah. it's over, she kind of grabs a knife and takes a run, and people catch her and pull her off, and she's all like, No, let me go! Which is all fine, because she is like a child in this one. This is a, yeah. The seasons change for her very, very quickly. And even later, when she's talking to Gendry about um, you know, how he plans to stay to Smith, the Brotherhood Without Banners, and he's got a good little speech about I've always served for lords. I served for one lord and he sold me to the Night's Watch and I served this other lord and he uh, served for Tywin Lannister and he was going to betray me at any moment and at least these guys nominated their leader and it's like, yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Although, again... Childish. I didn't like her. You go, but I could be your family.
0: Yeah, but I like that because she's so much younger now. <laughs>
1: yeah, I suppose. Like it's
0: weird to think how many ye- uh, how many seasons and years really changed that character. But here she is, like scarcely more than a child.
1: Yeah. Well, she's one of the people in the show as well that doesn't look like they aged. Yeah. Like even uh, Kit Harington looked like he put on a couple of years, but mm-hmm. like her and Sophie Turner and like Baelish are all like look like they're stuck in the one age for the whole show. does like
0: Baelish come to think of it, like yeah. Uh, Maisie Williams definitely does change a bit. You kind of need more of a side by side to notice it. Yeah, but um, yeah, come to think of it, yeah, whatever. Baelish's skincare regime is—he is, he is he's <laughs> nailing that shit,
1: and his dye job as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Except it- not his accent work. <laughs> Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but even as, as kind of, like, childish as it is, but I could be your family running away. At this point, she kind of views Gendry as almost like an older brother after having lost her whole family. Yeah. I do, like, his little speech about, you know, serving people and never getting anything in return. Or at least this is something of a democracy. Yeah, it was it was enough for me to enjoy it. Uh, at the very end, when she's all like, I could be your family, he's like, you wouldn't be my family, you'd be my lady. It's like... That's good as well, because, you know, even if he went with her to Rob Stark and they all reunited and he was treated with respect, she's still going to rule over him, effectively. Whereas, at least in the Brotherhood with our Banners, he's more of an equal. Right. It's a nice bit. And then, yeah, my family, my lady. That's always fun. We haven't had a good all the my ladies or all the my lords or all the my families Hmm. lately. Um, And, yeah, and then again, that little back and forth where, like, I don't think bringing a a headless man works like that. Yeah. Kind of caps that bit off for me. Uh, Let's see. Well, we also...
1: Uh, I'll throw an MVP as well, to, as always, to Sasqueen. Um, absolutely just putting the neg in negotiations.
0: <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I think this might be a pretty early introduction to her. I'm not entirely sure. Right. Um, then, I mean, I, I should dislike the way she talks down to Podrick, cause we all love Podrick, but it was too fun.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's one of these moments where, like, why haven't I ever thought to say that? She just goes, no need to speak. And it's like, why can't we say that more?
0: Because it's rude as balls?
1: I know. Depends but... who you're
0: saying it to. Let, let's go back to your previ- uh, last episode where you're talking about those people who stop you in the mall and try to sell you something. No need to speak. <laughs> merely bring me some prunes. It helps me eat my bowels in the afternoon.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if that
0: doesn't shut someone right the fuck up, yeah. either purely out of confusion, then uh, you've got a very determined uh, spruker on your hands and you might have to actually listen to them. But still, it's it's high risk, high reward.
1: Uh, well, that's it. And I think, you know, Tass uh, Queen's the only one who can deliver that stuff, you know. Uh, as a six foot tall white guy, I don't really... <laughs> yeah, true. Those words come ele- across a lot differently from me.
0: <laughs> yeah. But again, I do quite like her back and forth with Tyrion. And this is like two chess masters sort of playing each other. Yeah. A little bit. There's not too much back and forth but it's you know he's all like well you have to pay for this war and weddings are expensive and she's all like oh i know walls are expensive we've given you a million sheaves of what wheat and whatever else i know what i'm doing i'm Sasquin, god damn it yeah and the bit at the end she's all like but we need to give the people a distraction if they don't get a distraction in the form of a royal wedding they'll get find their own and usually ends up with us being killed
1: yep she's worried about the workers uprising
0: yep so every time you see like a royal british wedding remember they're just scared of a worker <laughs> uprising and you should rise up.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw what you did there. Yeah. But yeah, you just f- really feel t- for Tyrion in these scenes because, like, he'd you know, sort of given up hope. And then she goes, oh, I'll pay for half of it. And just, yes, yes. And he's like, Daddy is going to be so proud. <laughs> Daddy, see what I did? <laughs> and <laughs> I don't care. Marry this girl. Oh, <laughs> daddy's
0: never <had. laughs> Yeah. But I, I, I kind of like the, that's a family dynamic. It would still be around. It'd still be, you know, mm. he might be father, but he's still, you know, Tywin Lannister. Uh, and then at the very end, when uh, Sass Queen's all like, I heard you were a drunk and a debauched, depraved lunatic how disappointed I am. It's yeah. are just a penny pin of-
1: <laughs> mm. Nice. <laughs> oh, God, she rules.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, just reminded me of the part where she meets uh, Brienne for the first time. She's like,
1: oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> She's huge. <laughs> Go on, punch something. I want to watch. What was She used a particular just just so Singular. It's like extraordinary or something. Anyway, yeah. you are magnificent or something. I know. There was a great adm- admiration yeah, adjective she I don't she think used. it was
0: magnificent because it was too, you could take that either way. But yeah. Because uh, I know she definitely said singular. And yeah, maybe extraordinary or something. I can't remember. But mm. uh, it was a, I'm not too sure how to take that, but thank you yeah. kind of <laughs> kind of vibe. Um, Violence. What have we got for that? I just got a couple of boys get stabbed.
1: Yeah, um, I had a weird moment where I thought this was uh, the future King Joffrey's brother. Yeah, it brother.
0: looked a lot like
1: Tommen. Yeah, and for Tommen a second, I'm
0: like, it. I'm sure that's not, but he looks a lot like... I mean, they're meant to be the same family line, to be fair. Because mm. um, they might be- well, they say they're Tywin Lannister's nephews. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense, because Tommen is, you know, uh, an incest baby. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. Oh, I-
1: is he actually acknowledging Tommen as his grandson in future episodes?
0: Yeah, not Tommen they acknowledge as be they know they keep that a family secret. Officially Tommen is uh, Tywin's grandson, but these were his nephews, and the fact they look nearly the same is weird yeah. because they would have had different parentage. Anyway, that's getting into genetics. Let's skip that.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Uh yeah, and they get killed by Rick Rubin.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh Stark something or other. Rick Rubin, who's that?
1: Oh, he's a music producer. He oh. he he has a long beard and long okay. grey hair. Oh yeah. Well that that he, guy. he looks like this dude.
0: Yep. Um, and he then,
1: did uh the run DMCs, the Beastie Boys oh, album, nice. uh, uh Red Hot Chili Peppers, most of their discography. Oh, Metallica's album, Death Magnetic. Mm. Um yeah, very, very prominent and prolific uh, music producer.
0: Oh, nice. Um, well, away from new music production for a moment. Uh back to game Up for I unless we're doing oh wow, he does. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like with those sunglasses he could be ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah, or, so or or the Gandalf. kid gets
1: kill, killed by one of the ZZ Tops.
0: Yep, uh, and then you have a whole bit where, you know, they stand the uh, people who did this in front of Rob Stark, and he's all like, what the hell, guys? And like, all oh, the Lannis is like, they're children. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, so I guess we're going to see these guys as we go forward slash backwards. Um, yeah, this deals. is a
1: frustrating part of the episode for me, because it's just like, all this planning, all this thinking, all this uh, uh, pragmatic mm-hmm. deciding of the consequences and all that. Yep. And I know that it's just going hand so quickly and badly. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that was the kind of fun thing of watching uh, Captain Eyepatch die. It was like, yeah. yeah, you very rarely get to see a character die and then be in a in, in a previous episode. So yeah. uh, that's rare. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, uh, But yeah, these guys, like the scene opens and it's a couple of boys and then they're being killed. It's like, wait, 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 what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I'm so confused. Who was that? Because it looked like Tommen, but it wasn't Tommen. Um, yeah, and there's a whole debate about what they should do about these traitors who have killed these young boys, and Rob decides to execute them all, even though he's being urged not to, and then he loses the support of the Starks, mm. despite the fact that, you know, his uh, future, well, almost wife-slash-stab-partner... Um, slash mother had some very good arguments of, no, 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 just keep the guy as a prisoner. That'll be punishment. And then, yeah. the you know, you can basically make him a hostage and be like, as long as the cast sucks continue to support us, we won't execute him. Mm. So, yeah, it seems like a reasonable idea. Oh, no, you executed the guy anyway. Yeah. Okay. And then he's all like, oh, well, you were right. It's like, well, yeah, no shit, dude.
1: Yeah. And a nice little uh, head chopping in the rain.
0: Yep. Very dramatic and mm. head choppy. And I do like the... Karstak guy, he's got a line of, like, he reminds him who he is and what he represents to the North, and he's like, that won't save you. And he goes, I didn't say it to save myself. I said it to haunt the rest of your days. And I'm like, that's, mm. that's pretty good. That's Brutal. Decent last lines there. If you ever get a chance, that's uh, not a bad bit. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Oh, yeah. Ruse Bolton. Idiot. And ruse, he runs at Ruse. I'm going to use that. Because <laughs> Jamie Lannister rocks up and he's like, have you heard news from the capital? And he's like, you haven't heard. Mm. Well, they attacked, and your sister... Is fine. He's yeah. <laughs> like, why would you hold on that? That's not who you are. You're not a wacky weird, you know, comedian. Waka waka, I got you. You thought you was dead, but they're not. Mm. No, it's just like, mm. why is he holding on this? This is so weird. Maybe Ruse Bolton is not terribly well established yet, but it was an odd moment of like, everything else we know about this character, he is not this kind of just gonna hold you in suspense. Ah, they thought they were dead. Ah.
1: Yeah, this is the guy who flays people on an X.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's not fucking around. Yeah. Uh, yet here, <laughs> fucking around for like no reason. <laughs> Yeah, weird. Don't get it.
1: Unnecessary uh, fuck around.
0: Yep. Yeah. Then we get a uh, Darth Maester pops up, who's all like, "Well, I need to, you know, cut your arm off. Should we be safest. To take the whole thing. No, don't take the whole thing. Sir. All right, fine. The elbow. No, don't take the elbow. All right, fine. It'll hurt a bunch. I can rip the dead skid away and then boil the rest out with boiling wine. Is that what you want? <laughs> yes. Oh, we'll do that then.
1: <laughs> I'll scream. Okay. Nah. I can give Told you. Ya.
0: Yeah. I can give you morphine. No. Why? Uh, <laughs> just stop being a dick, Jamie. God.
1: Yeah, I mean, when else to do drugs than Mm. when you're uh, getting your severed hand fixed up?
0: Yeah, makes sense.
1: Well, not fixed up. Your severed stump.
0: Yeah, after Jamie leaves, some other guy walks in and is like, Oh, hi, my back kind of hurts. Would you like some milk of the poppy? I can prescribe that. (laughs) Yeah, nice. You got any smoke of the poppy as well? Oh, I do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to stick around for some experiments?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Yeah, man, whatever. And that's how that began. Mm Mm-hmm. Darth Maester just experimenting all day. Um, yeah, that's the only real moment of violence is children being stabbed and a guy losing his head for it. So, um, yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah, the fight at the beginning with Hound and whatever, which. Oh, yeah. I liked, again, it's, yeah, one of these big sort of uh, big lumbering dude fights, Mm. and they've got, like, fucking Claymore-sized swords, so it it really has a nice sense of weight to it, and I really liked the lighting as well, I think the whole fire sword thing in the cave, like, really uh, made a nice scene.
0: Yeah, and uh, the hound's acting in this, because he's scared of fire, and uh, there's a guy with a flaming sword is going to be, like, his greatest weakness, Oh yeah, but he does it anyway, and I like, he breaks the guy's shield with a a couple of really heavy blows, which is good.
1: Oh, and that cut into the shoulder was oh. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> mm.
0: So, yeah, no, well shot, I agree. It was very very swashbuckly, you know, darting around a torch-lit cave and all this kind of stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, we get a little bit from uh, Stannis' crazy wife, who's all like, uh, yeah, throws out the the night is dark and full of terrors meme as well.
1: Oh, yeah, jar babies. I forgot oh, yeah. that was in this episode. Yeah, and
0: then she's all like, look at, look at your dead sons we kept in jars for some reason. Like, why?!
1: <laughs> Uh, Where
0: did you even get jars? You don't have formaldehyde. What is this? Oh, my God.
1: Stannis, mate. Yeah. Bad taste in women. Like, yeah, you, you <laughs> Sheila there. She might be a little fucked in the head, mate. Like, I don't want to get all bros before a uh, H word on him, but <laughs> like, yeah, locking up his Davos while fucking, um, yeah. Hanging out with the wife and the yeah. re- red lady. Jesus, man. Stannis
0: has some problems. He locks up his best mate. He locks up his daughter. Mm. Uh, his his wife is clearly off the deep end and he's not getting her any help. And then somewhere in amongst it all, he bangs the red woman. And
1: Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a little MVP for the little MVP of the little girl teaching Davos to read.
0: I know. God, this is adorable and I'm so sad how it ends.
1: <laughs> I don't care if you're a traitor. You are my friend
0: she calls him onion knight and i don't know why but it makes me think oh that...
1: i thought i heard that wrong okay that's exactly what she I, said i then.
0: think i'm not certain but yeah. uh maybe it'll come up later i hope it does mm. um all i could think of is you know onion knight from dark souls which is a thing that i know of but i've never really played all of dark souls mm. still yes I'm, i want to see the origins of this why is he called onion knight
1: because he <laughs> cries a lot because, got... because young child i have layers <laughs> the knights have layers <laughs>
0: I see, but they're also full of terrors. <laughs> yes. um, Yeah, test you, babies. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, unsettling scene.
0: And then she's got the line of, no act done in the service of the Lord of Light could be a sin. It's like, <laughs> you won't think that later when you burn your own daughter, crazy mm-hmm. pants. Oh, uh, well. But yeah, the uh, night is dark and full of terror has got to be a bit of a meme. Uh, the good one was always, night is dark and full of spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever you were talking Game of Thrones the day after. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um Yeah, Serene being adorable. God damn it. Let's see. Oh, yeah. We get a bit of uh, Grey Worm Begins. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, Daenerys is all like, you're all free to be free now. But if you like the little leader so I can tell him what to do. And then he rocks up. He's like, "I'm Grey Worm. So "Uh, How about you pick a new name? He's like, no Grey Worm works for Grey Worm.
1: Yep. Or as they say in his language, (laughs) Talk-a-Noodoo. Make sure to write that one down.
0: Talk-a-Noodoo.
1: Yeah, because that was one where they sort of said it in the subtitles and all wait, it, does that mean his name is Talkanoodoo and then they said it in isolation? I'm like, oh my god, his name is Talkanoodoo. Yeah. That does make me
0: wonder because apparently they have these names to remind them that they are vermin. And you yeah. Don't, first of all, you don't have terribly many, many vermin. You've got like Worms and rats and cockroaches and weevils, I guess.
1: Yeah, you're going to start doubling up, which, you <laughs> which know, is why I guess why they have the color distinction. That's what
0: I was going to say. So is there a gray worm, a blue worm, a red worm, a black worm? <laughs> yeah, and then mm. they
1: start really getting deep cuts into, like, chartreuse <laughs> and puce worm. And... Ooh,
0: eggshell white worm. <laughs> yeah, they're going to start looking up, like, what are those dual X pallet wheels? Like, oh, uh, what else we got? Burnt sienna worm.
1: <laughs> uh, Arctic white worm. Yeah. You are that one now, like, I God, suppose.
0: Okay, why did we think of this naming convention before we counted him? There is like ten thousand of these dudes. <laughs> Everyone
1: wants to be black worm. <laughs> You're pink worm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it's better than being brown worm. Brown worm sounds a little bit too much like Mister Shitworm.
1: <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. We've pretty much got a reservoir worms hand thing yep. on our hands now. Episode and title. Yeah. <laughs> it's ah. It's just, I don't want to think about the mechanics of these things, but I can't help it. Yeah. (laughs) because I'm pretty sure the only ones we've heard are Grey Worm and Black Rat, but I'm like, and Black Rat's not even bad.
1: No, that sounds pretty dope.
0: Yeah. That's that's like a be be a cool cutthroat name. That's not bad. (sighs) Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. You'd just really get really bummed if you were stuck with, I don't know, a yellow termite or something.
0: Yeah. Just really like, oh, that's boring. It's not even, it's not bad. It's not good. It's just. No, I mean, not that
1: Worm's that great either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: That's, yeah. Guess these masters didn't think about these kind of mechanics, but Ma- they should have.
1: Magenta slug. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Yep.
0: Garden snail. <laughs> well,
1: good on you, talking <laughs> Nudu. Um. Yeah. But yeah. I- actually, uh, um, I'm not going to rag on this scene like normal because I thought it was actually a very good scene uh, mm. in this whole thing, but. It- I, this is the part of the angle of the Denarius story that I do like. It's mm. just like her being like, I demand you choose things. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I'm also like... It
1: is my rule as queen that you're independent mm-hmm. and standing in line, but you get to choose.
0: And they're all like, yeah, all in one voice gets to go, yes, we can choose. Like, okay, but, you know, think for yourself. Yes, we will think for ourselves. Yes. Yeah, they're very um, Life of Brian kind of moment. Yeah, <laughs> We're all individuals. Yes, we are. like, oh, crap. <laughs> Tell us what else to do um yeah but i do like dan brady's acting here where she gets informed like oh yeah none of them like she hears gray worm's name she's like that's weird and then miss sunday's all like oh yeah they get uh you know given these derogatory names she's like fuck that is fucked up
1: yeah well that's the thing it's like you know, she sees it from the outside as being weird and fucked up, but it's the way they've always known. Mm. And it comes back to a scene I liked later on where there's that guy who was like, I was happy being a slaver working for yeah. this dude. And it's like, okay, well, let's let's compromise. And these are the explorations of the structures that I like.
0: Yeah, no, they make interesting stories and just little yeah. micro stories in amongst everything else. They're just a scene, but it's, a, it's enough to feel fleshed out and fuller and the world feels bigger because of it. Mm. Uh, we get a bit of, you know, Captain Friend Zone talking to Captain Old Guy. Um, it was okay. I didn't really pull much too much from this.
1: Oh, Joram. Yeah. Yeah. Meh.
0: It was fine. It was just, I feel like we need a bit more context. And
1: uh, it was already an episode that was so dialogue heavy mm. that it was around this and the Jamie point that I sort of stopped. Uh, I started zoning out of some of the intricacies of what they were talking about. Same with the um, Randy Bolton. What's his name again? Bruce. Bruce. I mean, no, not fucking even him. Rick Stark. St- St- ah, the Stark. Car Stark. Yeah. Stark? Yeah. Rick Stark? No. no uh,
0: it was like Rick on Car Stark or something, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, the dude who dies in the Red Wedding, right?
0: Uh... Or is he a... Well, which guy? You've got to narrow it down. A lot of people die in the Red Wedding.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're right. Uh, the guy who was doing the planning with the war was like, Ah, oh, uh, Rob. Rob Stark. There yeah. we go. <laughs> got there. Got this. Uh, our All... Dozen of our fans were screaming at the fucking uh, thing God. right now. <laughs> um, editing. Oh, God. And, yeah, the point was I was zoning out of that one, too. <laughs> God. <laughs> we make a great podcast. Pew, pew, well, pew,
0: Again, we don't do this for anything other than the pew. Mm. Um, there's a bit of Sansa watching Loras fight, and then Loras is all like, oh, hi, you my new Squire. And then smash cut to boning. Like, wow, that was fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, this was actually an interesting bit of uh, editing, which I... Don't know where I fall on it because Game of Thrones normally are like big, long scenes. Mm-hmm. But it was just, yeah, cut to burning, cut to uh, betrayal talks, cut to uh, Baelish talking to Sansa and sort of it going like in this full triangle.
0: Yeah, very direct. Instead of being like, oh, where's this going? It tells you immediately, this is where this is going. It's like, oh, okay. Okay, yeah. that guy was hired by Baelish and now that guy's talking to Sansa. Baelish is talking to Sansa. It's like, oh, okay, well, shit.
1: Yeah, which is good for, yeah, expediency and also, yeah. Explaining what the fuck, yeah. And where people sort of allegiances lie, you know, uh, um, behind other people's backs. It's just, it was odd because, especially, yeah, it's totally breaking form out of this show.
0: Yeah, although I did explain a bit in last episode, there's a bit where Sansa's crying while watching Baelish's ships for sail away, and I'm like, what, what's with that? And now I know he'd offered to take her away, and she's like, no, I want to stay, because Loras is going to ask me to marry him. <laughs> and then that all goes to shit, and then she loses everything and ends up with Tyrion, and it's like, well, there goes my one chance to get out of here. Mm, mm. Yeah, so that makes a lot more sense in, in future spect. Mm.
1: There you go. <laughs> yes,
0: not confusing in the slightest. And
1: uh, is this the first time I've seen Baelish and Cersei hanging out?
0: Um, I don't remember. Possibly.
1: Yeah, because of this large ensemble show. Yeah. Like, it's always fun for me to see because a lot of the relationships later on are so, like, established over multiple mm. seasons. Like, this is around the point, you know, I've seen Joffrey's death where, you know, shit just gets scattered. Yeah. And so seeing where the relationships were be- prior to that is yeah. very interesting.
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm noticing that as well on this one. It's like this is where everything was consolidated and together. And we were talking before about how uh it's interesting to see seasons where Tyrion, while disliked by the family, is still part of the family instead of being jettisoned and a prisoner and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um but yeah, like the everything is yeah, I think you said it well. It's everything's contained right before it all explodes to hell when jo- when uh Joffrey dies.
1: Yeah. And also yeah, once again, seeing how much uh Jerome among whatever his name is, uh was focused on just how little he mattered later on. <laughs>
0: yeah, you can say that about a lot of people though. Yeah, true. Oh my. Um
1: Um, but yeah, I think that puts me out of notes
0: yeah I've only got a couple left um, I do like where Rob's looking at his plan Is all like wait a second we do have an option we can take Castly Rock and we'll need um, we'll need the help of Walder Frey that'll work out great so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah all that planning and stuff it's just like oh how, but, how yeah. wrong it goes but it
0: is so interesting to watch this house of cards in reverse and to see how it was built up and how yeah. it made sense and like why this hurt so much would have happened because it felt like such a massive betrayal but in such a good way because it was set up so well
1: yeah it was yeah. like Oh, this will be an easy allegiance.
0: <laughs> yep. So it's like, you know, when, when you're watching a mystery and they do the big reveal and they show you how it was done. It's like, oh, mm. this is the p- parts you laid together. Nicely done, dicks.
1: <laughs>
0: well, if I'm out of notes and you're out of notes, then we must ask our final question. How did we get here?
1: Well, um, a, a little Uh, little finger came up to me and whispered into my ear that the next episode will be called, and now his watch has ended. Mm. Um, So I think uh, someone's going to break their watch Mm -hmm. and rather than get it repaired, just acknowledge that it served its time and just put it to, no, no, no. Set it on fire. No, I genuinely think this is going to be the episode where we see John leave the Night's Watch and hang out with the Wildlings.
0: Okay, well, until that time, I've been BT Calloway, that's been all Neil. Goodbye! And for now, I watch has ended until next episode where it ends again I don't know
1: (laughs) yeah for the watch to end you know halfway through our sixth season with yeah yeah, two and a half left to go
0: yeah it's weird but uh, hey I guess our watch has ended